Welcome to the Fertility Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Sodden Endy. As a naturopathic doctor and fertility coach, I help women get calm, confident, and in control of their fertility. I'm passionate about helping women get pregnant and stay pregnant. This episode is brought to you by Fertility Fundamentals. Fertility Fundamentals is a naturopath-led collective of women supporting each other in their fertility journey. Join the collective for free at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash fundamental fertility and come join your tribe. Unexplained infertility is a frustrating diagnosis to receive. It is also a common one. Approximately one in four fertility challenge couples will be told there is no explanation for why they can't conceive. Unexplained infertility does not, however, mean that you have no options. There is a reason for hope. In fact, depending on your age and how long you've been trying, the odds of conceiving on your own may be higher than it is for most infertility diagnoses. A 2012 study of just over 1,300 women with infertility, ages 28 to 36, found that 43% of those who never received fertility treatment eventually conceived and gave birth. Unexplained infertility is a controversial diagnosis. By definition, it's a diagnosis of elimination. Your doctor has determined you do not have this, this, and this problem, and yet you're not able to conceive. However, while one doctor may diagnose your case as unexplained, another fertility specialist may say you just haven't been fully evaluated. And that doctor may be right. Unexplained infertility can only truly be diagnosed after a full and complete fertility evaluation of both the male and female partner. An unexplained infertility diagnosis may be justified if it has been shown that there are no serious uterine fertility issues that's been evaluated with a hysteroscopy, you are ovulating regularly, your fallopian tubes are open and healthy, and this is evaluated with an HSG or hysterosalpingogram, and your ovarian reserves are good, and this is evaluated with blood work and or an antral follicle count through ultrasound. Plus, your partner's semen analysis is normal, including total count, sperm movement, and sperm shape. If any of the above has not been evaluated, a diagnosis of unexplained infertility may be premature. Some may also argue a laparoscopy is also needed to rule out endometriosis. Endometriosis cannot be diagnosed with blood work or ultrasound, That said, unless you're experiencing painful periods, your doctor may not consider the risk of the surgical laparoscopy worth making a diagnosis. So let's talk about unexplained versus idiopathic female or male infertility. So it's important to clarify that unexplained infertility is not the same as idiopathic female or male infertility. Idiopathic means unexplained. 
But when a doctor talks about idiopathic male infertility, for example, they have already determined the man is infertile. His semen analysis results were not normal. Why are the semen analysis results not normal? That may not be known. If the doctor can't determine the cause, they may say he has idiopathic male infertility. Idiopathic female infertility may occur when a woman isn't ovulating regularly or normally, but it's unclear why ovulation isn't happening when it should. In both of the examples that I've mentioned, it's known why the couples can't conceive. She isn't ovulating or his semen isn't in the fertile range. Meanwhile, with unexplained infertility, the eggs are coming, it's ovulating. The sperm are fine, but the couple still isn't getting pregnant. So unexplained infertility isn't a magical condition. There is a reason. We just don't know what it is. There are things we know may cause problems, but don't have a way to measure or evaluate yet. Or the only way is invasive and expensive. There are a variety of possible explanations for unexplained infertility. So you may have an undiagnosed underlying or non-reproductive medical condition. We don't completely understand how poor health impacts fertility in more subtle, not yet measurable ways, but we are learning more and more. For example, untreated celiac disease may in some cases cause unexplained infertility. A 2016 analysis of previous research studies have found that celiac disease may be diagnosed about six times more frequently in women with unexplained infertility compared to the general public. And the study authors noted, however, that previous studies were small, so it's hard to know exactly how accurate those odds are. In addition, it also appeared that women with any type of infertility were more likely to be diagnosed with celiac disease. Other underlying conditions that may cause infertility include diabetes, an undiagnosed thyroid disorder, or even autoimmune illness. Endometriosis. So endometriosis is probably the most common cause of unexplained infertility. Unfortunately, the only accurate means of diagnosis is laparoscopic surgery. But there are other indicators which can suggest the presence of endometriosis, like painful menstruation, especially if it started at menarche or the first time that you've bled. So ever since you started bleeding, you've always had painful periods, painful intercourse, pelvic pain at other points of the menstrual cycle. The presence of endometriomas and ultrasound and diarrhea at the start of menstruation, to name a few. So endometriosis causes significant inflammation in and around the uterus, which affects sperm-egg interaction and implantation in the endometrial lining. The presence of scarring and adhesions may also cause anatomical obstacles, like fallopian tube blockages or scarring around the ovaries. Let's now talk about autoimmune causes of infertility. So in women with autoimmune disorders, the immune system is dysregulated and can be responsible for issues related to fertility. There are many ways autoimmune disease can affect fertility. One, by affecting hormonal glandular function. For example, with Hashimoto's thyroiditis, hypothyroidism can lead to hyperprolactinemia or high prolactin levels and subsequent anovulation. Two, 
by increasing miscarriage rates as seen in women with thyroid, antiphospholipid antibodies or anti-nuclear antibodies, which are seen in lupus, for instance. Three, by increasing the rate of follicle or oocyte loss as in premature ovarian failure or primary ovarian insufficiency. And four, by interfering with normal maternal tolerance, which is required for successful embryo implantation. So if there's a family history of autoimmune disorders, including thyroid disorders, presence of allergies, eczema or asthma, or a personal history of autoimmune disorders, treating the immune system and lowering inflammation through diet and supplements are necessary to improve fertility. And testing is really important. Testing the common autoimmune markers is a good starting place. Test for thyroid antibodies, rheumatoid factor, and ANA, or anti-nuclear antibodies, which are very common in lupus. A more advanced immunological assessment can also include antiphospholipid antibodies, anti-sperm antibodies, ATH1 to TH2 cytokine assay, as well as a white blood cell assessment of CD3+, TH9, CD4, or T-helper cells, and CD8, CD19, and CD56. So these can be ordered by a specialist in order to determine if you do have any autoimmune disorder, which may be explaining or cause, you know, which may explain your unexplained infertility. Next possible cause of unexplained infertility, it could be PCOS. So most people are aware of, you know, the fertility struggles of women with typical PCOS symptoms. However, there are atypical cases where the diagnosis is missed. For example, a thin woman with slightly irregular periods and moderate acne may be missed simply because of her normal body weight. Testing will reveal multiple cysts on her ovaries and ultrasound and usually a high ratio of luteinizing hormone to follicle-stimulating hormone on day three of the cycle. So this is found in blood work. PCOS can also create difficulty in conceiving simply due to irregular ovulation, but also due to other factors such as a tendency for associated thyroid imbalance, a higher likelihood of stress affecting her fertility, elevated homocysteine levels, which reduces embryo quality and fertility rates, and an increased tendency for a thickened zona pellucida or outer layer of the eggs, causing difficult fertilization. Another possible cause of unexplained infertility is luteal phase defect or low progesterone. So luteal phase defect refers to either a short luteal phase, like 10 or less days after ovulation, or low or unstable progesterone in the luteal phase. So in either case, implantation of the embryo into the uterine lining is impaired. Progesterone can be, tr- can be tested with a simple blood test, you know, in the mid-luteal phase to ensure that it is within the optimal range. The luteal phase stability is best observed through basal body temperature charting, where fluctuations in temperature can indicate fluctuations in progesterone and can also be indicated by premenstrual spotting, which often indicates a premature decline in progesterone levels. So in many cases, this issue can be addressed by supporting progesterone levels, although it can also indicate issues with abnormal follicular development, 
an inadequate LH surge, or other issues with the ovulation process itself. Another possible cause of unexplained infertility could be a problem in the vaginal environment and sperm. So after ejaculation, sperm must make their way out of the semen and into the cervical mucus. Then they must swim up from the vagina into the cervical opening and eventually into the uterus. Sometimes there may be problems during that transition period from the semen into the cervical mucus and up the cervix. For example, there may be antibodies in the cervical mucus or even the semen that attack the sperm. So this is known as hostile cervical mucus. And how to effectively diagnose this problem isn't clear, leaving cases like these frequently unexplained. Poor egg quality can be another possible cause of unexplained infertility. So we have tests to determine if you're ovulating and testing to get a general idea of whether there is a relatively good quantity of eggs in the ovaries. But there is no test to determine whether the eggs are good quality. Poor quality eggs may be caused by age, an underlying medical condition, or some yet unknown cause. And poor egg quality may be diagnosed during IVF treatment. So after egg retrieval, the eggs will be examined under a microscope. Poor sperm quality could be another cause of unexplained infertility. So some kinds of poor sperm quality are recognizable. For example, poor sperm shape, also known as morphology, may cause fertility problems. Poor sperm motility or movement may also cause infertility, but these are diagnosable. They can be seen during a semen analysis. There may be diagnosis or issues related to sperm quality that are not obvious during semen analysis. For example, the sperm may have poor quality DNA, and these DNA issues increase you know, as a man ages, which is why children of older fathers are at an increased risk for certain birth disorders and mental health problems. Poor sperm quality may be diagnosed during IVF treatment. If good-looking sperm can't seem to fertilize healthy-looking eggs, this may indicate problems with egg or sperm quality. There could also be problems with the endometrium. So you can have a healthy cervical environment and healthy eggs and healthy sperm, but if the resulting healthy embryo can't implant into the endometrium, then we have a problem. So there is so much unknown about possible fertility problems related to the endometrium. For example, one study published in 2016 found that a newly discovered virus is more commonly found in the endometrial tissue of women with infertility than in women with proven fertility. But how to diagnose and treat this problem isn't known. Luteal phase defects also fit under possible problems with endometrium and could be the answer for some cases of unexplained infertility. There could also be problems with a fertilized egg. So let's say we get a healthy-looking egg and sperm, and they become an embryo. Next, the cells inside the embryo divide and grow to eventually form a fetus. Sometimes this goes wrong, and this is another problem that may be diagnosed during IVF treatment, since embryos are monitored for normal cell division. Stress is pro- probably one of the causes of unexplained infertility, and it's a rarely, rarely a standalone cause of infertility, though. But it can amplify anything else that is out of balance hormonally. For example, high-stress hormones, cortisol and DHEA, can worsen PCOS symptoms, can shorten your luteal phase, 
can cause, you know, low thyroid function or compromise ovarian reserve or even aggravate autoimmune issues. So markers of acute stress, which can be measured as salivary alpha amylase levels in one study, were shown to negatively affect the probability of conception each day during the fertile window, suggesting that acute stress can also affect the likelihood of conceiving within any given cycle. At the other end of the spectrum, low stress hormones due to prolonged high stress may even accelerate egg quality decline in the late 30s and early 40s. Unknown factors. So some factor yet unknown to fertility experts may be the cause of unexplained infertility. And this factor may still be unknown to medical professionals at this time. We don't know everything there is about fertility yet. Or at the end of the day, nothing may be wrong. So some couples with unexplained infertility will conceive without any treatment help within one to two years of diagnosis. No one knows why or what was wrong, but it happens. A healthy fertile couple has about a 30% chance of conceiving in any given month. Notice, though, that the odds are not 100%. They aren't 100% for anyone. It could be you have a very subtle fertility problem, but not so much that you can't conceive on your own with more time. So this is sometimes called subfertility. You know, it's frustrating, but it's a possible explanation for those that have been trying to conceive for less than two to three years. The American Society of Reproductive Medicine put out a paper on evidence-based treatments for couples with unexplained infertility in 2020, last year. So basically, the paper stated that for most couples, the best initial course of therapy typically is three or four cycles of ovarian stimulation with oral medications and intrauterine insemination or IOI, followed by IVF for those unsuccessful with IOI treatments. So intrauterine insemination or IOI is often considered the first-line treatment for couples with unexplained or mild male factor infertility because it is less invasive and less costly than IVF. IUI can be performed in a natural ovulatory cycle or it can be combined with ovarian stimulation, which is intended to induce multiple follicular development in an effort to improve the chances of pregnancy. So because ovarian stimulation increases your risk of multiple pregnancy, which is associated with significantly higher maternal and neonatal morbidities, some clinicians favor a natural cycle IUI over IUI with meds or ovarian stimulation. And the paper in 2020 also had the following recommendations, that there is a strong evidence that clomiphene citrate with IUI is superior to expectant management and even natural cycle IUI for outcomes in terms of being successful and getting pregnant. Um, It was also recommended in that paper that letrozole with IUI treatments Um, to be considered as an alternative regimen for couples with unexplained infertility. Current evidence doesn't support IVF as first-line therapy for unexplained infertility as yet. They would say do expected management for six months or even a limited course of treatment of ovarian stimulation with IOI in women who are less than 38 years of age. But there is good evidence that immediate IVF in women more than 38 years of age may be associated with higher pregnancy rates and a shorter time to pregnancy. 
So that's the only time that you would choose IVF as a first-line kind of treatment. Over IUI, if you're over 38 and you have been diagnosed with unexplained infertility. And there is also good evidence that in couples who fail to achieve a pregnancy following a course of clomiphen citrate with IUI, immediate IVF results in a shorter time to pregnancy and even lower cost per pregnancy than a strategy that incorporates gonadotropins with IUI treatments in women who are like more than or equal to like 40 years old. So definitely having a fertility doctor or a reproductive endocrinologist will help guide you through this process to see which treatment is best for you and for your situation. Especially when the cost of infertility is unknown, improving your overall health is important. So the most common suggested lifestyle changes to improve your fertility naturally are to avoid excess alcohol consumption, cut back on caffeinated drinks, lose weight if you're overweight, and exercise, reduce overall stress, and quit smoking. It is best to work with a naturopathic doctor in order to have a more individualized nutrition and lifestyle plan and supplement recommendations. So in summary, just as important as discussing what unexplained infertility is, it's important to talk about what it's not. It's not a non-issue causing or caused by you trying too hard or it's caused by stress or it's just in your head. Your emotional struggle to conceive is just as real even without a definitive diagnosis. Some might say it's more intense because without answers, you may feel more confused by the situation. Your possible physical problem is also just as real, even if it can't or hasn't been diagnosed yet. You want to get pregnant and you can't. That's all worthy of attention and concern. If your doctor diagnoses you with unexplained infertility and tells you that you just need more time, you may want to consider a second opinion. While this is true for some couples and can be good advice in some situations, it's not so for everyone. It's definitely worthy of follow-up. Ask questions, advocate for yourself and your health, and talk to your medical provider about your fertility issues and what the next best steps are in order to conceive and fall pregnant despite this diagnosis. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to the Fertility Stories podcast and leave a review. Let's keep this conversation going. Do you have a story that you want to share or a topic you want covered? Head on over to the Fertility Fundamentals Facebook group and let me know. I've got a new episode coming your way next week. Until then, let's all do something amazing for yourselves and others.